What is the flipping story, homies? Um, good morning to you. Actually, when you're listening to it, it could be any time of the day, really, but it's morning here anyway. It's Monday morning, the 10th of January. I'm sitting down here, sipping on some Rwandan madness from West Cork Coffee. It's absolutely delectable. Um, I've been I've been on that Mexican that Mexican business um, with the last while and just finished it off and I said you know what we'll open up the old Rwandan madness and um, it did not disappoint it was nice because I was drinking the Mexican coffee while I was watching Narcos Mexico right and I felt like you know I was consuming the produce of Mexico do you get me but now now that you know Narcos is finished you know, and the Rwandan business is, is in my cup. I'm very happy about it. Um, so hope you're enjoying your coffee or your tea or whatever. Or maybe you're just like doing a bit of work or you're drinking some water or whatever. I hope you're well anyway, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's actually, it's a strange thing when I think about my coffee, right? I never, I, I like, I've, I don't have to buy coffee in the shop. Like, because I have a, I have a monthly subscription of West Cork Coffee, so it just comes to the door every month, and I don't have to ever have to worry about it. Like, you know, like Tony, Tony is like, uh, you know, is the 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 um the founder, the creator of West Cork Coffee, and just fucking picks out one every month. Goes, yeah, boom, sends it up to Wicklow. Don't even have to think about it, and uh, so I have to try. I get I get to try a new coffee every month. So I am, um, yeah. Thanks for that, Tony. Keeping my coffee addiction alive and well. Um, but you know, thinking about the thinking about the uh, the weather for coffee, right? I think coffee is one of those drinks that's like good to drink all year round. Like I would never have a Guinness in the summer, let's say. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like a, or I I don't really think that I'd have a pint of cider in the winter. Those are seasonal drinks, like you know what I mean. In my, in my estimation, I feel like winter time, a nice Guinness, a nice stout of any kind in in winter is is just delicious. Coming off the mountain, and you feckin' sip on a nice creamy pint of Guinness, it is lovely, like you know what I mean. Just the one is necessary for me, you know what I mean, and I just and I'm happy out with that, like you know. Um, I do think it's it's lovely, but summertime when I come off the mountain, I don't really have the same you know want or desire to have a Guinness like you know what I mean or or any alcoholic beverage just like yeah I, do you know what a, a nice sugary drink nice sugary drink of any kind I like Lucasaid but you know what Lucasaid has lost some of its uh, desirability since it, it, it you know it has less sugar in it now you know what I mean I, look I know that Lucasaid are trying to make it you know healthier but I'm like, it's not healthy, so just don't fucking try. Do you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, Mars have reduced the the sugar of the Mars bar. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Like, people don't eat a Mars bar to feel good and healthy. They eat it because it's going to bring a, you know an apportionment of joy into their day and into their lives. You know what I'm saying? You don't eat a Mars bar for health reasons. You know, you don't drink a bottle of Lucasade for health reasons either. So don't try and cut some sugar out of it. Take some of the taste away. Take some of that nostalgia away. I remember, like, when you'd get a a, a bottle of Lucasade and you're, you know, 15, 16 years old, have your bottle of Lucasade. Fucking hell, boy. Like, you'd feel the sugar rush, like, you know what I mean? Those those bubbles 
tingling the back of your throat and your nostrils and you just feel like, oh, fuck yeah, that's good sugar. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that feeling anymore. And I'm losing my my taste and desire for, for Luxaid. I'm one of those fucking stupid people who go into the shop now and buy the quote-unquote healthy drinks. You know, they're like, you know, Vit Hit or Drench or fucking... Um, innocent smoothies and all that kind of stuff I'm like yeah geez I'll get one of these they're healthy but they got mad sugar in them homes mad sugar you know what I'm saying so like I might as well be getting the Lucasade but I don't want to get it because it just doesn't taste as good anymore and I'm just I'm losing my taste for Lucasade that's just the, the, the be all and end all of it like you know what I mean and um, I was in the I was in the supermarket the other day right I was in Aldi the other day and I just can't believe the fucking gall on those boys like the fucking, they're chancers and con men, a lot of them, like, I can just imagine them, they're all lads that you've met in a country pub somewhere, that you just ended up in, by chance, and they're all, they're talking shite at the bar, uh, and, like, they look like farmers, and you know that, like, in a second, they could cod you into doing something, or giving up some sort of money in a second, they're, they're the lads that are behind the Aldi marketing schemes, because, like, they have to be, it's like they're Dell boys inside in there because they think we're fucking stupid, lads. They think we're fucking thick because they don't even try to, you know, to mask that they're copying everything that we, you know, from from what I like to call real life. You know what I mean? There's Aldi life and there's real life. And like they just copy shit straight away. It's like I can imagine, right? There's one particular product that I saw that I just kind of goes lads you're fucking taking the piss here now like you know what I mean you didn't really try at all really like I can imagine right it's it's um Aldi marketing meeting right branding meeting right they're all inside in their boardroom suits and ties on you know getting paid outrageous salaries sitting down at the table right okay guys right we have this product here it is a beer um, and it's kind of like a Spanishy type vibe to it. It's kind of a Spanishy type, you know, you know, um, thing that we're kind of going for here, right? And it tastes, it ta- it actually tastes very much like San Miguel, right? So we need something that's kind of like you know Spanish, um, you know, gives you the kind of idea that it's San Miguel, but doesn't really give you the idea that it's San Miguel. What do you think? What are we gonna go? Uh, Sa- San Marcos. Sa- San San Marcos. You're obviously you're obviously fucking joking, are you? Like you just, like you took San, right from San Miguel, and you just took another Spanish name that begins with M. San Marcos. Like you didn't even try. You just go San M San. It's not San Miguel. What about San Marcos? You didn't fucking try, lads. You just goes, yeah. Look, we we we're we're just gonna fucking lay it out there. I'm gonna go right. Okay, yeah. It's 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 not San Miguel. It's San Marcos. Completely different product. It's it's but it's not like they even branded it in a kind of a similar way you know you know the fucking way you know they kind of put very similar colors in they you know fucking hell boy it's not really their marketing team or their branding team that are amazing it's their fucking legal team that can fight these fucking battles if they ever should arise you know what I mean it's like yeah we just do the same thing we did with hunky dories what, what did we do with hunky dories we called them okie dokies you call them fucking okie dokies like. Okie dokies and hunky dories. Like they, it, th- th- those phrases even mean the same thing. It's fucking preposterous to me. It's absolutely preposterous to me. 
But anyway, they're getting away with it. And do you know what? I still buy the shit. I still buy the stuff that is literally the exact copies of stuff. And fuck it, you know. It uh, fucking doesn't hurt my pocket, you know. Um, and that's all, really, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I fucking, I just like thinking about some of the fucking stuff that they use. I'm like, lads, like try harder, like try harder to make your own shit on copy somebody else's stuff, like you know. And another thing about Aldi as well that I'm not really liking too much at the moment as well is I pay with my Revolut, right? I pay with my Revolut card, so I just you know fucking tap it on my phone. Also, one of those goals that you know uses the card on the phone. It is fucking really handy, but you do, you know, I do feel like, oh, you know, fuck, I could just use the card. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, I pay my shopping, right? And Revolut has the gall to send me a message of the about the money I've just spent. So someone goes, and um, that's twenty one ninety, please. Okay, cool, right? Bang! I pay twenty one ninety, knowing I'm paying twenty one ninety. Then Revolut fucking just reminds me as I'm walking out the door. Says, "Yeah, you just paid twenty one ninety there. You've you've twenty one euro and ninety cent less money now." Just gives me that reminder, that nudge. And you know what? I fucking my phone is connected to my watch as well. I feel like you know I've got the trifecta of dickheadedness here now, right? And so my fucking when my phone goes off in my pocket and Revolut is reminding me of the money I just spent. It comes up on my watch and it tells me on my watch. And then I'm like, ah. And then it goes a step further, right? Revolut. It goes a step further. I feel like Revolut is taking over from where my mam was when I was like 10. You know, like your mam would kind of go, you're inside in Smith's. And you're like, I'm going to get this now now with the money that I get. It's like, are you sure now you want to get that? Are you sure now you want to get that with your money? You know, like, you you you, you got that money now for your communion or confirmation or whatever the fuck it was, right? And they're like, they're they're testing you, like they're testing your your fucking conviction on your purchase. They want it. They want you to fucking go, you know. Do you really want this now, or do you not? I feel like Revolut is that now, right? Because it also tells me it's like, yeah, you just spent twenty one ninety in Aldi. That is thirty one ninety you've spent today. Yeah, it's like it's just reminding me of the tenner I spent on my coffee and a fucking cake and and fucking something else that I fucking bought in the cafe earlier that day it's like just letting you know you know you've over 30 euros spent today not just just, i'm just letting you know it's not like that i want you to stop spending but you know you could you know you could think about not spending any more money today you know anyway and then it reminds me every week then about how much i've spent and saved every week and i've saved very little most of the time and it's told me how much i've spent and i'm like oh fucking hell like, if you actually, if I actually added up how much money that I spend on, on useless stuff. Now, like, I'm actually, I'm not too bad, really, um, in terms of, like, my, my little everyday purchases. I, look, I don't go mad into buying shit. Like, I, I was camping there in uh, in the Galtys, did the loop at the Galtys. I'll talk about that as well in a minute, right? But I, I was heading up home, and I was quite hungry, and I had some breakfast bars in my bag. And I goes, you know what, they'll do me now until I get home. And so I ate the breakfast parts and then I stopped in a petrol station on the way home to get a coffee, right? Because I had forgotten all my coffee shit, forgotten my fucking West Cork coffee, forgot my fucking AeroPress, everything. So couldn't make the coffee, absolutely was just, you know, I was distraught. And I said, you know what, I'm going to fucking get a coffee in one of these fucking garages. Um, which is never really a good idea. To, you know, it, it seems like a great idea until you get it into your hand and you take a sip and you go, ah. Oh, yeah, okay, 
not great. But anyway, you like it's it was something just to enjoy on my drive up, and so I did it right anyway. And um, so I I and I was in there, and I was like, will I get something to eat as well? Will I get an old sandwich or something like that? And I looked at the sandwiches, and it was like a fucking gammy sandwich. You no, know, like it was the shittest sandwich you've ever seen. Four ninety five. I was like, absolutely not. Revolut would have a fucking heart attack. It would fucking you just spend four ninety five on a sandwich. You know, it it doesn't just tell you. It, it you know it lingers there, looks at you for a while, and goes, "You just spent four ninety five on a sandwich, you know." So I didn't. I didn't do it. But I was hungry by the time I got home. Now, in fairness, so I could have done with the sandwich. <laughs> but Revolut stops you. It stops you from making those silly purchases. You know what I mean? The, those purchases that were absolutely unnecessary. And like budgeting has always kind of been part of my life. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, look, I'm not a stingy fucker. Like you know what I mean? I'll spend money, and I I I love spending money on the people I love as well. Right? But um one thing one fucking oh budgeting gone wrong here now right one story that i was reminded of because i came off the mountain yesterday i came out of the galtes yesterday and my lips were chapped they're kind of red and they were kind of a bit inflamed it just you know the wind the cold wind and the rain and all this type of shit it kind of dried them out made them feel kind of gammy you know and i remember back in 2016 when i moved over to canada i um, had the same issue because I mean, we we when we flew over to Canada we flew into Alberta right and it was in the flipping it was actually towards the end of winter kind of coming into spring but it was really cold there was still some snow around the gaff and it was much drier climate than what I'm used to in Ireland it was central Canada you know what I mean and my lips started to dry up and so did my buddy Fergus's right so both of us had moved over at the same time and we both had chapped lips and he goes, do you know what now, Connor? Will you go into the Safeway there and get us some lip balm? I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go in there. No, no, right. I hadn't a job yet. I was kind of trying to mind the money, you know, fucking just so that I could, you know, before I, we actually went further on to Vancouver in a couple of weeks. But anyway, I got, I, I, I and then when I actually get got to Vancouver, I just fucking spent all my money on drink. That's just the way it, it always goes, really, isn't it? But anyway. I was in the mode to try and keep the money at this point in time. And so I went into Safeway anyway. And I, I was, they had a selection of lip balms. Obviously, lots of people were getting chapped lips in Canmore. You know what I mean? And they needed their lip balm. There was a feckin', an array of lip balms. And some of them were like $7. Some of them were $5. And then there was one down at the, you know, the bottom corner. And it was like on deal. So it was, like, down to, like, two bucks, right? I was like, fuck, I'm just going to get the one for fucking two bucks. Like, do you know what I mean? They all do the same shit. It was, like, Nivea, which I, like, I, I, I recognized the brand name. I was like, yeah, Nivea, good shit. My dad uses that stuff. I'll fucking get that. I got two of them, right? I was like, they're pink. It doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not a big deal. Anyway, so I opened mine up as I was leaving the shop and put some on. And... <laughs> I rocked out to the car and Fergus was there and he goes, did you get the lip balm? I goes, yeah, and I handed it to him and he goes, are you wearing some now? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just put it on straight away but his fucking lips are destroying me. He goes, look, look at yourself in the mirror. And I had gotten like a pearlescent pink type of lip balm. Like it wasn't like something that you wouldn't miss. You'd straight away, you'd see like this guy's wearing pink pearlescent lip balm. Completely grand. 
to wear that, by the way. But it's just not at all what I wanted. I wanted just a clear lip balm that was going to do the fucking business. And I ended up with sparkly pink uh, lip balm to walk around with um, for, for the time that I was there. And there was a fucking get this as well, right? This is the funniest fucking shit ever, right, as well. Later that day, we were staying with Fergus's uncle. This, I'm ju- this is just popping into my fucking head now. And staying with Fergus's uncle, who had made, you know, who had uh, made a career and a life for himself in Canada, uh, working in the oil industry in Alberta, right, as a truck mechanic, right? So, hardy, hardy fucker now, right? Working as a mechanic in fucking Canmore and up in the Yukon and fucking all these cold-ass areas that no one likes to be. He was up there doing that shit, right? And he had met a friend named Gary who was also working up there and fucking, um, you know, was uh, working on the rigs and all this kind of shit up there for years. And they both had settled in Canmore in these beautiful houses in the, the belly of the Rocky Mountains, right? And lovely dude. But, um, like, hard as fucking coffin nails. Now, this guy was. This guy was Canadian, no, right? Get this, right? For any of you Pokemon fans out there, his fucking name was Gary Oak. That was his name. Gary Oak. That's Ash Ketchum's, like, fucking arch nemesis. Gary Oak, like, you know what I mean? Like, Professor Oak's nephew, Gary Oak. Very funny. I thought it was very funny. But anyway, he thought it was fucking hilarious that we had the pearlescent pink fucking lip balm on and that we were fucking you know uh, that we had we we, we thought it was okay to wear that like you know what I mean this guy was like 70 years age tough as fucking nails just pure fucking hard man and uh, yeah he thought it was fucking hilarious but anyway so that that's that's really kind of it really that's 18 minutes of um, of introductory bullshit chat but uh, I hope you're still here um what I really wanted to talk to you guys today about was, um, I just wanted to give a big shout out to the patrons, right? Because I got some new patrons recently, um, probably since the last episode came out. And now more than ever, the patronage is incredibly important because I have a very, very exciting meeting today. Um, I'm meeting with Dan, Daniel from Primal Podcast, right? I'm meeting with him. I was actually on the Primal Podcast uh was it in 2020 would you believe september 2020 that's fucking guys this is mad like you know what i mean so fucking year and a half ago and um i was on the podcast with dan and we had a fucking great chat i think it's the longest podcast episode i've ever done it was like two and a half hours or something like that well worth the listen and um, back to it's very it was a very good conversation we had a great laugh it's good good fun and um, but i'm meeting up with him to book some studio time this is where the patron you know the patronage money the patreon money is going um is to book out this studio and get some guests on and hopefully start uploading well not hopefully we i will i will start posting the um guest episodes on youtube as well so if you wanted to watch if you wanted to if you wanted to keep an old eye on us you know, um, I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing video as well as audio, um, for the guest sessions, and I have some tremendous guests, um, already lined up. Well, you know, and and like to be honest with you, this wouldn't be happening without the Patreon, right? It just wouldn't be happening without the Patreon. Just I I wouldn't have the funds available, 
um to actually do it but i get i get the patreon money on a monthly basis and this is where it's going it's it's going into booking the studio time it's also going into if if like any of the guests need to get to the studio i will pay you know for their bosses all this kind of stuff i'll pay for you know if they need to get a fucking taxi or whatever this is where the patreon money is going getting the fucking guests into the studio sitting them down and having dan do the business record everything we had a joke there when i was on the phone he's going to be the young jamie and i'm going to be the joe rogan to this whole thing and he's going to be you know um you know pull that up there dan you know pull that up pull that up you know and that's john it's good it's it's just it's going to be great experience great fun and um i just wanted to thank the the patrons um if anybody does like the podcast listens to the podcast looking forward to me getting guests on the podcast supported through the patreon right and i'm going to be having my first patreon meetup of the year very very soon i'm talking to a few people about getting some coffee together um and getting maybe a nice day out uh, morning uh, coffee morning with a sauna from fod sale saunas i've got all types of stuff in the mix um also the patreon money is going into that as well and you're supporting Irish businesses through that as well because I'll be giving the money to Irish businesses to do that. And it's just incredible. because, And I think Patreon, the whole premise of it is just wonderful. It's like you, there's a creative person, an artist of some way, shape or form or kind. You like their stuff and you can go, yeah, do you know what? I like what you do. I'll give you a bit of cash to help you expand it and grow it and that's where i am with the podcast and i just i'm really looking forward to it i'm just fucking i'm actually buzzing and um, because i had a bit of a i had a bit of a kind of a a downward turn in mood um the, a couple of days ago where i was like starting to you know i started to have a bit of poor me you know i started to have a bit of poor me vibes going on playing the victim and as i've said a million times on this podcast it does nobody any good it does me no good absolutely no good and it doesn't do anybody any good you know sitting down licking your fucking wounds it does nothing for you what it does is it just manifests a mindset that allows you to sleep slip further and further downward and that's what used to happen to me when i was really struggling with manic depression and i was on this up and down up and down roller coaster when i'd get down i just like to stay there I just like to stay in that fucking downward place, and I just, I like, I prefer to be here. Is way is the way that I was talking to myself, and this is this is the fucking flip the script podcast, right? So I flipped the fucking script on it. I don't like to be down there. I don't like it. I don't like being the the fucking you know removed from the situation, removed from conversations, being quiet and being you know you know uh, subdued because that's not me. I'm an energetic, fiery person, and I and I like I will bring a fucking energy to a room and I'll bring an energy to the mountains and I'll bring an energy to wherever I I go because that's who the fuck I am. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like being in the doldrums and so I'm flipping that fucking script. I don't want to be there. So I have to change my mind around and like getting fired up about the fucking podcast and growing it and making what it fucking is and getting guests on and having good conversations and having those experiences that's what i want and you're helping me do that the patrons are helping me do that so like if you're like jesus yeah i'd love to become a patron of him become a patron of mine and you, you will actually see the patronage coming through your headphones and you'll also be invited to any and all of the patreon meetups in the future 
because we'll grow the community together. You'll come, you'll bring your own flavor and your own energy and your own spice to the fucking situation or the meetup, the coffee morning, the hike, the dip, whatever it may be. I've so much planned for the for the year. You'll bring that. You'll bring your own um, you know, personality to that and that's what makes it's like the soup, this communal soup where we all bring something to the table. And then we make connections and friends and all of that kind of stuff. So that's what I really wanted to talk about today on today's podcast, was just what's coming down the line. Some great fucking guests. Some video of the podcast as well. It's going to be put on the on the YouTube channel. You know, I'm fucking excited. I'm, I'm actually fucking buzzing. And do you know what that what that did? What that little change of mindset did to me was it turned my whole fucking life around. It turned it turned every facet of my life around. I became more positive about my hiking. I became more positive about leading hikes. I became more positive about my training, about my rehabilitation program, about running, about my life, about my relationship with my girlfriend, about my house, about everything. Everything. It's a, a positive domino effect. And you have to fucking let that one domino, that one positive domino fall first and fucking ride the crest of that wave, you know. Ride the crest of that wave. Because, like, certain things can get you down, you know, if you let them. Like, I, I actually, I do you know, um, I was driving home from the Galtys yesterday, right? And, uh, like... First of all, that trip down to the Galtys was absolutely astounding. I keep, I, I keep forgetting the beauty, the aesthetic beauty of that mountain range. It's such a beautiful looking mountain. It's like that, you know, it's like that person that enters a room, you know, um, and they're, you know, they're dressed in a certain way and it just seems to change the mood of the room. That's... That is what the Galtes is. When you when you come out of the forest at the very beginning of the trail and you see the splendor of the mountain in front of you, Galtie Moor, you know, peeking its head, shoulders above the rest, Galtie Beg sitting there next to it, and then cush over to the to the left hand side. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight. And it just as I, you know, started to walk up, it was like every five minutes I wanted to take out my phone, but it was, and I took out my phone quite a lot um, on that, you know, on that, on that, on that walk. But there was so many more other times where I thought, oh my God, I have to get this or that and the other. I was like, no, just let your eyes feast upon this moment. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be, you know, lunch for your camera. This can just be lunch for your eyes. And, it was just astounding. It was tremendous. And as I started to walk up, you know, the winds picked up. There was meant to be a minus 13 wind chill factor on the uh, on the winds. Um, and you know what? I believe it. I don't know if it was that cold, but I fucking believe it was cold. I was layered up. I was like absolutely Eskimo job. Like I was properly covered up um, and it was still quite cold. But it was a fucking phenomenal day. And you know what? There's There are going to be times where for, for the people that are doing the Galtimore trip, right? Or if anybody isn't who are kind of teetering on the edge of signing up. I think there's there's about eight spots left, right? If you are teetering on the edge of coming over there, right? I just want to let you guys know. Well, look, it's a, it, it is for people that have, you know, quite a bit of hill walking experience. Because it's going to be a long day out there. It could be five hours, right? It took me about four and a bit but it could be five hours. 
right? And there are going to be times on that climb, and I even kind of got a bit of a a, a, um, a niggling of it yesterday as well. There are going to be times on that climb where you kind of question things. You question about yourself. Oh, God, I'm getting very tired here. My legs are feeling kind of a bit lead. They're, they're heavy. They're hard to move. Fucking my bag is getting heavier on my back. There's going to be times where those type of thoughts creep into your head. And they'll, and they'll try and fucking, they'll try and make a nest in your head. But you'll overcome them. You, you, you will overcome them. The, the group is there. And you'll pull yourself through it, right? And, and you'll get up. And the, I, where I hit it was, when I came back into the valley off of Galti Beg. I had about another 200 metres of climb to get back up onto Kush before I made my final descent to the car park. And it's a, it's, it's a tough slog. It's boggy, wet ground, and it's a tough slog. But I'm telling you, when you get up and over Kush and you come back down and we start handrailing the fence towards the car park, I promise you, I, like, I, I got emotional. It was an emotive response. I'm not a big crier like you know really but what i what i do have is like what i do get is these these bursts of emotion and i just started laughing a lot of the times and i just started laughing as i approached this this fence um to handrail this fence down to the end of the to the back to the car park right and i'm really looking forward to people experiencing that on this walk because it's going to be amazing and you're going to meet some great people. And we're going to have some good conversations. You know. Um, and uh, you know. I had that beautiful beautiful hike. And then camped out that night. It was quite cold. I think it got to about minus three. Um, the, the water inside my car. From my window uh, cleaner. The water in that had frozen. So it was. It was fucking cold. It was about three days. But I, I stayed into a little, um, into kind of inside this little forested area. And it really did protect me from the frost. Uh, protected me from the um, the cold. Um, it was it was quite cold. I felt cold. I felt cold on my feet. Um, and it did kind of disturb my sleep a bit. But it wasn't, it wasn't terribly cold. It was, it was just quite chilly. Um, so I, I do look forward to um, having the group there on on um, uh, on the night uh, and we'll have the camp out and we'll be able to do a bit of uh, firecraft um, and we'll be able to do, cook up our own meals um, and I'll, you know we'll teach them we'll teach we'll te- staying warm and, and dry and um, fed on the mountains on the ground during the winter time right because like i actually i was thinking about this while i was camping as well was i really enjoy camping in the winter time for one main reason and that is no fucking midges jesus h christ if you get a big batch of um midges floating around your tent before you get into it and they're eating the fucking head off you i promise you it will piss you the absolute fuck off I remember going around doing my trip around Ireland with uh, with uh, Paul Whitford. Paulie Mountains, right? He's at Outdoors for Days on Instagram, right? Great, great page. Um, he, do, he shares all his kind of uh, outdoor stuff on there. But he really should change his name to Paulie Mountains because everybody that, that knows him knows him as Paulie Mountains now through me because that's what I started calling him first day and it just kind of stuck. But me and Paulie Mountains went out one time and we stayed near Loch Mask in Mayo and Jesus Christ above. 
Someone's fucking, you know, there was midges floating around and someone, one of those midges fucking flew away, told its cousins that we were there, brought them all back down there and we were fucking, we were dindins for a load of midges that night. And I'm telling you, I'll take a bit of cold feet and a bit of, bit of, bit of cold kind of a bite over midges any fucking day of the week. Um, yeah, so that's why I like camping in the wintertime. And it's just, it's just nice. It is a bit nicer when I have Mel in the tent with me because it's fucking warmer. Two of us are in the tent, it's nicer. Um, but, you know, the old, the old solo camping, pretty, pretty nice too. It's a, it's a good, a good way to grab a bit of headspace as well when you're, like, it was a- absolutely pitch black, like pitch black in the tent. And it was raining and it was just rain hitting the tent and it was, it was quite marvellous actually at times and I, um, when I finished up this is going to be my last little story uh, of the podcast before I finish up right um, when I was driving home I, I when I drive home from Cork or when I was driving home from the Galtys I pass through the Curra right and it always reminds me of like the dream that I had um, as a young fella uh, to join the army right to join the army as a cadet become an officer like my father my father was actually an enlisted man and then actually became commissioned in 2008 but um he was an officer you know for the majority of my you know for, for all of my 20s my late teens that kind of way he he was commissioned when i was 17 and the and i always wanted to be a soldier uh, i wanted to become an officer and then i wanted to join the ranger wing and it was a dream of mine and lots of different reasons and different decisions that I made and, and you know, decisions that I didn't make basically stopped me from doing that, right? And it is a regret, but I don't think regrets are fully negative things, right? Because I, I pass the Curra and every time it does actually give me that thing of, fuck it, I could have been in there, you know, and I could have, because that's where, you know, Special Forces Headquarters are, Ranger Wing Headquarters are, you know, I could have been in there and I could have had that as as my life and not look I may not have actually had what it took um to be a ranger but I honestly believe that I that I did um and it's a regret that I've like come to live with and it's one of those things where now I'm passing in the cura and I give a kind of bit of a smirk to myself a bit of a bit of a smile and I say like you know don't don't have another one of these you know what i mean that's the positive aspect of a regret is don't ha- don't have another one if you have something that you want to do and you want to achieve um in your life the fucking best time to do it is right now because i'm too old now i can't get a cadetship at 30 years of age i think it's 27 27 is the max you can be um to get a cadetship um for the army and I'm 30 now, so I'm too old, right? So you, you, you. If you have a regret, um, like that, you know, use it, use it as fuel, and don't have another one. Don't have another regret, you know. And, and I feel that way about Project 32 now. I would regret if I never, you know, brought that to fruition. So I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to have that regret. I'm going to do it, and and I and that that regret of not joining the army has taught me you know not to have another one and fucking just fucking go for it go for it you know fucking go all in on it and just fucking see where it goes and see where it takes you you know 
So I just want to let you guys know if there's anything that's on your mind, I'd love to travel here. I'd love to learn this language. I'd love to do this, that, and the other. Do it now. Do it now. And there's going to be days where you fucking hate it and you don't want to do it or you think it's insurmountable or there's things. There is always a way to do things. Always a way around. Always a way around. And if you can think about that, you can think of your way of doing it. I promise you, if you really want it enough, if you really want it enough, you will make it happen. And if you don't, wanted enough then you won't make it happen i had i had this crossroads of mine when i had i had this dream of becoming a doctor right of sitting the gamsat getting into medical school and becoming a doctor right but i never really put any effort towards it like you know what i mean it's like yeah that's what i want to do but if that's really what i wanted to do i'd have been doing fucking everything in my power to prepare me for my gamsat to make sure that i got into medical school and it was the fucking i would have not slept until I fucking got in, you know what I mean? But I didn't. And that just showed me I didn't want it enough. I didn't I didn't that wasn't the path for me, and that's not what I actually wanted. I was being pulled from outside influences. If I wanted it enough, I'd be there. I'd be fucking in college now. I'd be nearly finished at this stage. You know? So if you want something enough, you will make it happen. And if there's certain things that you feel like you think you want, but you haven't done anything about, and you never, you, you just don't feel like you will, then maybe you didn't want that. Maybe society was telling you that you wanted it. It's like, oh yeah, I want to buy this house. I want to buy a house. But yet, you know, you're buying yourself fucking new runners and fucking stuff all the time, and you're online shopping, you're buying things on, on Amazon, you're not saving your money. Then you don't want to buy the house. It's society that's telling you that you want to buy the house. And what that causes, well, for me, for me, it would cause me stress. It would cause me stress if I thought that I wanted something, and yet my actions were not in line with what I wanted, and I was doing things that were negative to the to the overall quote unquote goal. That would cause me stress. So maybe forget. Like if there's a goal in mind, you've done absolutely nothing about, and you're you've fucking had it for ages. Maybe it's time to get a new goal. You know that's that's not the typical. Um, the typical fucking, you know, thing that we see when we turn on Instagram and we follow all these motivational pages are like, yeah, go after your fucking goals. Sometimes we're told to fucking go after goals that we don't fucking want. So it's okay to go, yeah, do you know what? I actually don't want to buy a house. I actually want to buy a camper van and fucking travel all over fucking Europe and Africa. I'm going to do that. And you actually go about doing that is way better than having this fucking fake goal of buying a house and never actually doing it. Do you get what I'm saying? Go after the goals you want. I could have fucking been... I, I think it was a conversation piece for me. Really. I think it was a... Because I didn't... I was selling cars at the time. And I didn't really fucking feel proud about being a car salesman. So when I was talking to people, I'm like, yeah, I'm selling cars to make enough money to go to medical school. It sounded a bit fucking better. You know, but I was bullshitting myself. I was bullshitting myself because that wasn't the goal that I wanted. But yet when I thought back upon my life, the times where I felt most free was when I was either pushing myself physically or I was in the outdoors. You know what I mean? And so when I thought more and more and more about that, then I discovered my the path that I'm on right now. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't want to go to medical school. I just fucking... It was just this bullshit that made me feel okay about how my life was going at the time. You know? So just be fucking true to yourself. 
be fucking authentic and be you know, you know that word is thrown around a lot that is what authentic is is fucking digging into who the fuck you are what do you like what do you enjoy what do you what pleasure do you get from life go for those things you don't have to go for the shit that fucking people say to you to go or what sounds fucking good over a cup of coffee or a pint you when you're talking to your mates oh yeah yeah I'm going to medical school I'm not going to fucking medical school I'm going to do this shit I'm not going to fucking I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fucking make mad money and I'm not going to fucking be this fucking well respected doctor or whatever the case may be because that fucking seems good but I just don't fucking want it I want this so go after what you actually really want. You know? I hear people that are, are sometimes there are people that would message me, right? And they would go, oh, I want to run my first marathon. Uh, but I, I wanted to run my first marathon the last couple of years, but I just never really got into running. Like, then you don't want to run your first marathon. Like, if you don't fucking like running, why would you run a marathon? Find something else. Go after something that you actually fucking love to do. Become obsessed with it. That's what I. That's that's all I. That's what I said last week. I had to become obsessed with my postural work, and like fucking first thing I thought about yesterday was I got home, I cleared out my car, I washed out all my gear, got all my stuff ready, washed out my boots, dried them out, fucking dried out my fucking tent, folded that away, got the fucking house in some bit of a good order because Mel had left it in a great order for me and she had dinner ready and everything all this kind of stuff I wanted to pay that back and have a bit of feckin' have it all good together but then once those things were taken care of boom straight into my postural work and I'm fucking conscious of it all the time I'm sitting differently now as I'm talking to you because I'm conscious of my posture right and become becoming obsessed with that I actually was smiling fucking ear to ear yesterday because I'm making progress I'm feeling better I'm feeling better I'm I'm noticing minute tiny changes in my body that are just amazing to see and it's filling me with more fucking juice to go forward you know what I'm saying I'm a, I'm fucking I'm the passion is fucking it's like going through the fucking microphone out into the fucking world right now I've got that and I'm and I'm harnessing it and I'm using it you know I never would get this excited about fucking medical school but I, I that was that goal that I had held to for so long fucking be true to yourself be authentic go no I don't I don't I might not want to run the fucking marathon that I keep talking about that I want to run maybe instead I actually want to fucking become a power lifter or I want to fucking start CrossFit. Or I want to buy a bicycle and maybe I want to go cycling. Do those things. Do them. They'll bring you fucking so much joy in your life. You only have one shot at this, guys. This isn't a fucking practice round, like. You get one fucking shot, like. Don't spend your fucking life talking about fucking goals that sound good because other people are doing them. Fucking do the shit you want to do. You know what I mean? That's that's the fucking that's the that's what you know me passing the cura. That's what that's fucking taught me is. Don't have a fucking don't don't fucking have the regret about a dream that you had. Fucking make the dream you have right now co- happen. Make that fucking come alive. And it takes fucking effort and it ta- it's fucking hard. Like if you want to lose weight, it's fucking hard. It's really hard. It's hard to be disciplined. I find it really hard at night time 
when I'm after my dinner, I find it hard not to bust open some fucking cheese and crackers or fucking go into the fucking sweet drawer or whatever. Because I'm trying to look, not really necessarily trying to lose weight, but I'm trying to look after my diet. You know, I'm trying to make good nutritional choices. And it's fucking hard. It's tough. Because you have to eat to survive. I think it's almost harder than like, you know, trying to, you know, trying to abstain from other vices. You know, unless you're like an alcoholic or whatever the case be, like, or or you have a, a drug addiction. That's a different scale. And you've got a fucking, you've got a demon. You've got a fucking, you've got a beast to battle there. And I wish everybody that's on that road the best of fucking luck with that. You know, and I de- I've definitely had a demon with alcohol. Not alcoholism, but I had a terrible relationship with it. But I thought, I think even looking after my diet is harder than than abstaining from drink for me because we have to eat you know what i mean and i think our minds can be really good at making uh making a good fucking case for eating shit food like sometimes there now i'll be like yeah no i have to eat this now because i've got a big train in the head and i'm gonna eat all this food but fucking hell after i eat all the food because i've got a big training session together i don't feel like training at all i feel like a big fucking slob you know what i mean these things are hard. It's hard to make your dreams happen. It is. It's tough. It's hard to make these things happen. But fuck it. It's worth it. Because I'm telling you what's fucking harder than making these dreams happen, right? Is fucking living with the regret of a dead dream. And I've come to the point now where I first had to recognize that I had a regret about not joining the army. Then I had to deal with the regret. And I got to the point where I completely was comfortable with it. And then, now I'm at the point where I have now come to the other side to learn from the regret. And come out the other side of it and go, yeah, do you know what? I'm not going to fucking do that again. I'm not going to have another fucking dream die on me. I'm going to fucking take care of my dreams. I'm going to look after them and I'm going to fucking make sure that they fucking happen. Because fuck having another one of these regrets. You know? Fucking go for it. You know what I mean? Go for it. Go get what you want. Um, And just before I go, guys, look, I'm, I'm meeting up with Dan from Primal today, and it's all thanks to the patrons of the podcast. Thank you so much. Just before I go, I just want to say a special thank you to you guys, and I really am looking forward to, to bringing some great content I could do these fucking guest spots over Zoom. I've been on Zoom calls for podcasts and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to do that. I I would go as far to say sometime, like, you know, I I will have to do it sometime. You know what I mean? If I'm talking to someone in fucking Australia or whatever the case may be. But right now, if I can do it, I will do it. If I can bring someone into a studio and I can record it professionally and I can do a good job, I will. And And I owe it to you guys. For backing me. And supporting me. And going yeah I fucking fuck. Flip the script. It's fucking legit. And shout out to Connor. Who I met on the Galtys. Um, on on Saturday. I met him literally just coming off the top of Galtie Moore. And he said the, the podcast is class. He said he follows me on, on Instagram. And the podcast class. Thank you Connor. You put a fucking smile on my face man. And it got me up and over fucking Galtie Beg. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to all the patrons. And uh, with that. As always, I'm going to leave you with peace and love, Khan.